Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Look at the happiness I once had. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. Like, do your legs go like when you walk? With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I'm a never nude. I'm never naked. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Don't yuck my yums. Hey everybody, welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And we're going to talk about, Amy, what's saving us right now. Do you need some (laughs) saving, Amy? Yes. Give me one good thing right now that I can cling to and uh, I'll cling to it. I can't give you one good thing because I have like 900 good things. Although, like all things, some of these are terrible. Some some of these. So we went to our Facebook page. We, of course, asked y'all. What are the small things that are saving you right now? Some of you people are crazy. Like, uh, you know, some of these things are so dreadfully unappealing to me. I could never consider them saves. But that's what makes saves special, Amy. Sometimes (laughs) they work. Sometimes they don't. Don't yuck my yums. Can I give you my working for me right now? Yes. It's It's a blanket by a company called Barefoot Dreams. Uh, not a sponsor, just love it. I love this blanket so much that I carry it around the house with me from room to room. I can see it. You have cold. you're what not festooned in it. You're you're cuddled in it right I'm now, draped waist down in my barefoot dreams blanket. It's something about like the weight and the cuddly. We have lots of blankets in our house. This is the one for me. It's for all of you. Get a Barefoot Dreams blanket. It's worth it. Is it weighted? No, it's just like, it's just like chenille and kind of fluffy and it's, it's a little heavier than other blankets. Super warm. What else do you need to know? Get this blanket. Uh, my, I'm going to give you a competing blanket. My sister gave me something called a Baraby weighted blanket. Oh. It's super heavy though. When you say weighted blanket, like this thing is like 50 pounds. I mean, it's just so heavy. But I, I get in blanket. front of it under a fire. I've never been a huge weighted blanket fan. I could never sleep under one. But this is really weighted. And I find um it's my thunder shirt, like a dog. Like I do find <laughs> I like to pull it on me when when times are tough, which times are, Amy, all the time these times. This one thing is saving me right now, right? Love like I'm it. stuck inside, but I have a really cozy blanket. Uh, Kara, Crystal, and Katie are being saved by their pets. Okay. Crystal says, cue the crazy dog lady. Seriously, my dog snuggles up, never complains, is funny, likes to go on walks with me. Her meal prep is super easy, and she was thrilled with the one present she received for Christmas. Oh my gosh. The pandemic has made me a dog person. I was a reluctant... So I have a dog named Marshmallow. She's nine. She's been Amy, with us for a while. Everyone knows Marshy. My God, she's um, a hero of the podcast. Some of our more recent listeners might not know. Yeah, she's, she's a great dog. I, you know, was a reluctant dog getter and then a reluctant dog owner. And she has so much love to give. And I just was always like, oh, marshmallow. Like the kids were little. I didn't really need somebody else to take care of another being. And someone else but, like drooling on you. Yeah. But she is so like, I just have to say, like, I don't know what we would have done without her to, to talk about and talk in her voice. And, you know, she, she's just the one thing that's always in a good mood around here. Thank you. Yeah, I have a cat. So I, as everyone who's been listening for a while knows, I hate all pets and all animals. Um, we have a cat. 
because we had a rat problem in L.A. and she was the rat killer. And so she was allowed to stay. And I will say I found myself yesterday like I'm falling into the pandemic wormhole because I found myself yesterday taking pictures of the cute things that she was doing and texting them to my son. Like I've become Uh a maniac. Yep. Yeah. But it is true. I guess it's like the one surprising entity. I don't know what it is about a pet right now, but there is something about pets that is working for us. Kara says watching her fish swim around their tank is the one thing keeping her going right now. I mean, we're it's the little things, people. It's the little things. I'm glad that's working for you, Kara. Yeah. That I don't is know little. there's a pandemic, people right? Love fish. Hmm. Yeah. You're all strange. Um, <laughs> Katie says Hughie. And if mm-hmm. you're a podcast listener, go listen to our wintering episode with Catherine May and embrace the winter. But Hughie, for those who don't know, it's cozy. It's the cozy winter feeling. It's a thing it's, now. I feel we Danish started word. this trend. When you said the word Hughie to me, I'd never heard of it before. And now I feel like everyone's talking about Hughie. I feel There's, you started Hughie. I think it's like Hugh Actually, like there is like we're, we're all pronouncing it wrong, but it's H-Y-G-G-E. And it's something like Hughie. And it's a Danish word, and it just means being cozy. Yeah. It means it means leaning into being cozy. Like, that's something that they really care about. Our house has a fireplace, and uh, I will say that I am all about the fireplace. Like, it has to be going at yep. all times. I like it. It's cozy. I slept in on Saturday, it's and shrieking. I came out. My first words of the day were shrieking at my husband. Why haven't you lit the fire? Like... <laughs> Keep it cozy, people. What are we yeah. doing? It's nine degrees outside today. And um, I need some Hugie. Huga, so Katie, Higa, whatever it is, I need it. <laughs> Katie says she's joined a Huga Facebook group. She says this is going to sound lame. Doesn't sound lame. We've just been talking about it. People post pictures of things they are doing to feel cozy. I find it comforting to see people sitting next to fires, making soup, etc. Correct. You're absolutely <laughs> correct, Katie. <laughs> Better than fish. Yeah. For me, better than fish. But for you, you you do you. We're not here to yuck people's yums. No, 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 no. We're not judging what's getting you through. Um, Kelly is looking back on family vacations, looking at pictures from a family vacation where life is normal. Sunshine is fabulous. I keep looking at my pictures to hold on to that vibe. This is a double-edged sword, I think. Oh, this is very interesting to me because we were just talking about last week how usually planning for a vacation, half of the joy is in the anticipation of going. You're not really happier at Disney World than you are thinking about how amazing it's going to be when you go to Disney World, but that that has been removed from us right now with this sort of dread and stress and uncertainty. So... The way to get that joy is actually to look back five years ago at the like, oh, God, were we simple then? It was a simpler time. Can it be that it was all so simple then? <laughs> now you're going to make me sing. Um, I'm going to say double edged sword on this. I feel like this on some days it gives me a good, happy feeling. And on other days, it gives me like a very bitter crone feeling like, look at the happiness I once had. So you got to be careful with this one. OK. All right. Your, your mileage may vary, as they say, Amy. Amy, a lot of people are being helped by cleaning and clearing. Foodlets says, hear me okay. out. I've started wiping down the kitchen counters in the evenings right after I put the kids to bed with spray all caps because I'm very fancy and accomplished now. And then I dry everything, including the sink. The kitchen looks and smells so good. It's one little thing that's doable and it gives me satisfaction. I find myself, and I, I don't know if it's joyful, I'm doing a lot of shrieking and throwing things away in frenzies. Like my need, because I'm back between the cold and everybody's quarantining and there's nowhere to go, I'm back to like, I'm trapped in this house with these maniacs and I cannot, this weekend, it was forced March of cleaning fun. I was like, everyone's room is getting back to one, totally clean, vacuumed, scrubbed. I cleaned out like the utility closet that was full of like cans of soda on the floor and a mop and gone. I, I have to have order if we're all going to be stuck in here together. I just did last weekend with my daughter. Um Similarly, it wasn't as desperate a situation, but we have our den is sort of a like hodgepodge of furniture that like kind of looks good together with a mirror leaning against the wall that I have been meaning to hang for the last year and a half. You know, that kind of stuff. Like it's not a mess. It's just not. And my daughter is kind of into HGTV and all that. So um, and I had her attention. She was in a good mood. And I'm like, let's 
let's make this room look right. And we like, should we do this pillow, that pillow? We took art down, we moved it around, we we um, judged the bookcase and put stuff on it. And like the room looks like a catalog. Now it looks so much better. And it it wasn't that much time. It just was one of those like, one of these days, I guess I should do this. And then like, what else am I doing? Let's do it. Nobody's going anywhere. Yeah. And really especially worthwhile. when you're not going places, your living space becomes so important. Sarah says getting rid of stuff. I've been cleaning out the house like a mad woman, gifting and donating anything we haven't touched in the past two years. We have a very active buy nothing group in our neighborhood and I've been able to give away so much stuff. I am. This is the purge is always January is always the purge for me. I just come back into my house. We were away. And I'm like, we don't need any of these things. And we still have like a bucket of, you know, um, matchbox cars. You know, like what, oh, yeah. what is this doing in the house anymore? And my kids have gotten much more. And I will say, like, speaking from the future, I feel like this is something I didn't really see coming. My kids have gotten very into. My son makes Legos and puts, my husband's put a bunch of shelves up where he displays them. And he wants his room perfect because he wants the Lego display. You want the eye to yes. go to the Lego display. He, he wants to live in like the Metropolitan Museum of Art, <laughs> but the only art is his Lego displays. The art light is on the Lego exactly. shelf. Got it. And his brother's a bit messy, but I will say he's whipping the brother into shape because he's just constantly nagging him. Like, And then I got the brother some new bedding. He's into making his bed. Like the kids are actually into keeping some spaces. They're much so nicer, bored. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been helping me. And it's not like having toddlers who are just like throwing stuff in every single direction. Well, I was, it's interesting because I know Sarah in real life. And when she says that she's getting rid of everything in their house, we haven't touched in the past two years. They've only lived in this house for the past two years. They just moved. And it's very interesting to me. But her kids are three and six, I think. So... That's the thing. After two years, if your kids are three and six, you're on a different, completely different stage of your life than one and four. And then, as you say, like all of a sudden your youngest is nine. And do I really need these Hot Wheels everywhere? Maybe, maybe not. Right. Two years is a very good test. I recently did my shoes. And, you know, I have a bunch of shoes that like I used to love when I was, you know, I keep shoes forever so like am i gonna wear the like hot six inch heel boots like probably not some of that stuff i keep because i'm like who knows but the ones that have to go are the like i thought these were a good idea they've never really fit me comfortably and i'm holding on to them because i feel bad that i bought them those have to go i have someone else's treasure I have a high pair of high heel boots that I've never worn. Like actually, like I know I've never actually put them on because they're a little too tight on my feet. But I keep thinking one of these nights and I live in New York City. So you kind of need shoes that are comfortable because you're, you know, you're not walking out to your car. You're walking to the subway station or, you know, whatever. But I'm telling myself that one of these days I won't have that far to walk and I'll wear these shoes that are actually too small. Get, make them someone else's treasure. Someone else will love them. And yeah. we do. I like buy nothing and I like... um Echo cycle and all that stuff because it makes me feel better than throwing it in the garbage, but it's someone else's treasure. Oh, here's here's the problem with throwing stuff out, going through stuff. So my spouse, God bless my spouse, he has the inability to get rid of anything of someone who lived through the Great Depression, although he is not somebody who lived through the Great Depression. Like we're, I, I don't know, I don't know where this came from. His grandparents did whatever. He cannot get rid of stuff. He wants to get rid of stuff. In other words, he wants to get it out of his closet, but he isn't sure that it shouldn't exist. So he'll he'll say, well, these are these will be knocking around clothes, he calls I it now again, like acting like he's like a little rascal from the aughts. Yeah. These are knocking around clothes. Like you don't need knocking around clothes. Like the knocking around clothes are actually And you have plenty. Like rag bag. Right. And then these clothes get given to the goodwill. These clothes are so bad. Don't even give them to the thrift shop to actually throw them away because they have holes in them. But he will do he sneaks stuff into my son's closets. Oh, stuff that like doesn't bold. fit him. He doesn't want a little of this, a little of that. The collar's a little big in the shirt. But I'll just go hang them in my son's closet because he's not able to face the into the void like putting it in a grocery bag i don't know why and so it ends up and then my my son will come home from college and be like what is this stuff in my closet and we just have to like put it away when my put it in the in the uh 
goodwill bag when my husband's not. Yeah, that's what you got to secret it away. Jenna says, and I like this, my mantra for the year, burn the candle, wear the diamonds, order the venti. I realized I was, quote, saving, unquote, clothing items and candles for some special time. Well, two years into zero social events, and I'm ready to partake in small pleasures and luxuries just for me. Oh, yeah. It's I have another thing that's saving me right now. It's fun. This, this reminds me. Brooklyn Candle Company. Great, really nice candles that burn really well. They have a Palo Santo scent. I'll put the link in the show notes. I love this candle. And it costs like $35. And I burn it all the time when I'm stuck at home. And it makes me, it absolutely improves my happiness like 25% when I have this candle lit because it smells good. Yeah. Smells are takes. a very important sense. Mm-hmm. I... um. The last couple of days I've been feeling crabby and just kind of stuck. And I made a pot roast in the crock pot and then I roasted a chicken yesterday and it lifts my mood to have good, savory smells coming out of the kitchen. See, I kind of forget about that, that you can cook something that would smell good. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I think I'll buy another candle. Brownies, whatever. <laughs> I, the thing, I don't do candles. I'm a scent. I have scent. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, candles give me a headache. So I don't do it. But wait, are scents. they, but like somewhere like the crappy ones. Like I've like never a, found one yet that didn't make me feel bad. That didn't make you feel. No, like a, right. like a scent. It, it's, it's not for me, but I do like oh. a, like a roast going in the oven, some cookies, whatever, whatever's easy. You could just put some little apple cider in the on the stove with like some cinnamon sticks thrown in there and you'd feel like I could, Amy. I could, could do, do that. that Haven't done it yet, but juice I could. Joy. Hashtag juice joy. We'll be back with even more <laughs> small things. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby's skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use fresh to get $100 off your lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Amy, how do you feel about date nights? Nicole Um, says... Let me hear about it. Yes. I didn't really give you a chance to answer. I was like, how do you feel about date nights? Here's what Nicole thinks about them. But let me lay this on you. Yeah. To me, date nights sound like, okay, like, oh, work. I should do a date night. And plus, who's going anywhere? Wah, wah. That's my my gut reaction. What does Nicole have to say? She says her husband and she have been doing Saturday night date nights almost every week for a year now. We feed the kids smoothies and pancakes every week and put them to bed at the strike of seven and then get takeout or make ourselves something yummy to eat that the kids wouldn't like. We watch a movie. I work on a cross stitch project and leave my phone upstairs so I'm not doom scrolling while watching TV. 
It's nice to look forward to. It gives me something fun to research and plan during the week. I love this. I love the idea of leaving your phone upstairs. Just last night, my husband was watching football on the couch and I thought, I'm going to get my book and go downstairs. I'm going to leave my laptop and phone. And then he started chatting with me while I'm reading my book. And of course, 10 minutes later, I'm like, fine, let me go get my laptop because he was asking me, like, do you know what day X kids you know, fall break starts or whatever. So I had to go get my laptop. But but I like this notion of now is non-screen time where I'm actually going to be with my spouse doing something that doesn't involve <laughs> scrolling my phone. I took your advice, which was someone else's advice, which was I didn't even take Twitter off my phone, but like replacing the phone with really worked uh-huh. for me mentally. And I have decided... Last year, I probably read 10 books and a good year in the olden days, I would read 50 books a year. No problem. No questions asked. Maybe more. Yes. Yes. And last year, I probably read 10 and I've decided. And again, it's January. You know, I mean, it's not exactly like I'm way into this, but I have had a book going and I've read three books since the new year. Wow. I mean, I'm counting Christmas break. So not, you know, since Christmas, let's say. And um. I'm feeling really good about it. It, it. It's like when I go to reach for my phone to just scroll people yelling at each other in Twitter about the pandemic, I just grab my Kindle instead. And I, I'm i reading really dopey books. You know, I, I, I'm reading light. I'm not reading deep. I'm not learning. I'm just reading like, you know, the last time he ever saw her or whatever. <laughs> you know, they're like a million thrillers that are just like... Husband disappears, wife disappears, someone's gone, you know, and it's making me happy. And it's also getting my feet back under me because I think I'm going to tackle the Jonathan Franz. And I loved the corrections. I loved that oh. book. And he has a new book called Crossroads that I keep hearing people talk about. And it's making me feel ready to tackle it. Last year when people were talking about it, I was like, read a novel by Jonathan yeah. Franz and absurd. Wah, wah. I, had, I had the same fight with your sister actually about Jonathan Franz and whether or not he was a good writer. So I won't take that up here. But uh. wow. <laughs> Let's, as you know, everyone knows that my sister is working on a memoir called What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood, Crying Behind the Scenes because I stole Amy from her. Amy was my sister's friend. It's true. And so we better not poke the bear. Like, let's not bring up any more conflict with my sister because she's already very angry at us. I, I, uh, I've i already poked that bear this week. She said Nine Perfect Strangers was a really good show on Facebook and nobody can tell me it's not. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm, I have a right to tell you it's a terrible show. I, I've also, <laughs> everyone has told her. That's why. All right, we better we better stop. I mean, what's not, one small thing that's not making us happy is being murdered by my sister. So let's stop. I want to go back to the book though because my uh, spouse, another thing he does is he loves to like track his heart rate variability and his recovery rate. He, he uses a fitness wearable called a, a whoop, whatever. He's oh, gotten God. into reading before bed bed instead of even watching TV and stuff. And he notices literally a change in his respiratory rate while he's sleeping, how many breaths he takes in a minute, which you want to be, you know, low-ish. And your heart recovery rate overnight is better when he reads before bed instead of watching TV before bed. I find it, I always have trouble sleeping. I get, you know, I take too much stuff to help me sleep and then I'm worried I'm taking too much stuff to help me sleep. I do find I fall asleep much easier if I've been reading than if I've been scrolling my phone. Mm-hmm. Put it in your pen. Yeah, my only problem is I need to I need to start the reading more than 30 seconds before I fall asleep. Like I get myself like 99.999% asleep and then I open my book and I read like a paragraph. I need to roll that yeah. back. Yeah, it's a lot. All this stuff is like, yeah, I should be doing that. But, you know, I kind of know it's out there. I should be, but maybe not. This isn't a should do episode. This is a like, right? If it helps. Take what you like and leave the rest. Some people like candles. Some people like books. Like Liz says, getting outside in the fresh air. Luckily, we live in the Pacific Northwest. Although rainy, it isn't usually cold. The brief winter weather has seemed like a treat for the last couple of weeks. I have a friend, it's been freezing in New York, and I have a friend who said, do you want to take a walk? And I'm like, no, I don't want to take, I really don't. But yes, let's. Like, I know I should, you know? And I find that the idea of walking, I, I don't like... I love the winter to look at from my cozy spot, but I do not like, like, I'll put on my 
have 47 layers. The one thing is we've had some snow and I remembered when it snows, I go out with the kids and they sled and make snowmen and I kind of stand there? around outside. And I will say my sister got me as a gift, a zip on full body snowsuit. Like it's like a onesie, but it's like a toddler would snow, wear. Like a toddler would wear. Like do your legs go like. Yes, when you they absolutely do. <laughs> But I didn't even realize how great it was because you can be like naked and then in the snow in the same minute, basically. You can go from like T-shirt and shorts to like fully in the snow and warm. You're like a superhero, basically. So, you just jump in it, zip it up, and there's a hood on it, and then you're fully ready. You just put gloves on and you're done. Uh, let's all remember that you have a hot tub in your backyard. So are you saying you go right from... Hot tubbing in the nude to wearing your <laughs> first of all suit. I don't hot tub in the nude. I don't know where you're never you nude. I forgot. Idea. I forgot. We've established. I'm never that. nude. I never. I'm never naked. So no, that would never happen. And no, I, I don't think I would attempt to get in while well, wet. That yeah. seems like it right, would be a problem. Work. I was just imagining how sensual it's it would be. Like, you know how if you have to go out in the sun, you're like, well, I gotta find my snow pants. Pull them on. They're too tight. Uh, where's my jacket? Uh, this is just like. It's like being a baby. You're just like, I'm all dressed in my suity suit. I love it. I love walking in a winter wonderland, but if it gets below like 20, then I'll just be like, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, I think maybe that's what I have to remember. It's like, it's fine to not want to walk outside when it's nine degrees. Yeah. That's fine. That's reasonable. That doesn't make me a bad person. Kristen says, that. I love this dynamic duo. Puzzle plus podcast. Put the headphones on, enjoy an episode and work away at something fun. I love puzzles. You do puzzles, right? I I mean, this is my reaction to a lot of this list. I've tried it. I've done it. Like we are, we got so burnt on puzzles. Yeah. We were puzzling like maniacs. My husband and I love a puzzle, but we both have the puzzling problem that we like can't go to sleep if it's not done. Like I'll get back out of bed at 11 o'clock at night and be like, I think I can finish that corner. We're, we're maniacs. They do sort of have this animating force over you at some point, don't they? Like you, they, just, I know exactly what you mean, and, I and they do. They take over my life. Yeah, and so I've been on a puzzle break, but we might do a little more puzzling. The the puzzle time for us is like the weekends, because you know during the day I work until three. I pick up the kids from school, and then it, I'm making dinner. Like I don't have a lot of downtime, but mm -hmm. the good, the quiet Sunday is a good. It's a good time to puzzle with a gentle. Uh, with a gentle snow falling outside, that does sound nice. And my fireplace going, I could see it. Kristen also says, on a side note, I used to put my puzzle table away for Christmas and other gatherings to make more space. Not this year. Why should mom's hobby be packed up to make things more comfortable for others? Moms do need a space of their own. You go, Kristen. You go. <laughs> Leave that puzzle where it is. Uh, speaking of podcast, Amy, Jamie says listening to the What Fresh Hell podcast while on a walk outside with a toddler in a stroller. 100% my saving grace last winter, and I hope to keep it up this oh, year. Oh, that's so great. Thanks, Jamie. Gretchen says AirPods, listening to podcasts or audiobooks while cleaning, child caring, food prep cleanup. I I'm huge on having something in my ears when I'm making dinner or otherwise. It just helps me stay alone even when the kids are in the house. Tell us one podcast besides What Fresh Hell podcast that you enjoy that's getting you through right now. I'm obsessed with the podcast maintenance phase. They do not need a shout out because they're, they're no. one of the most popular um, podcasts on earth. But I love it. But they're enjoyable. Um, I, I not listen for everybody. To, I, I listen to it too. And I just had my husband listen to one. And he's like, I don't know. It's not for me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Nothing's, nothing's for, for everyone. everybody. Right. Nothing's for everybody. Yeah. But um. Yeah, that's the one I would shout out this week. And then the other thing I will say, speaking of my reading, is I have a new system. It's a little indulgent. I get a book on the Kindle and I also get it on an audiobook and then I switch back and forth. Oh, that's interesting. So I'll like read if I'm up to like chapter four, then when I get in the car, I'll turn on chapter four, five and six. And then you have to sync it up, which takes a little bit of time. But I find it helps me get through books much more easily. Uh, that is that I've never thought about doing read that. a couple chapters, then listen to a chapter in the shower, then read a couple chapters. It, it, someday someone's going to figure out how you can sync them. 
so that you can link them so that you can really do it. I have to do it manually. And sometimes I try to stop at a chapter and then it's easy to select a new chapter. But if I stopped in the middle of something, it's it can be hard to sync it up. This is a good tip too. Um, one of my kids started doing it and still does a book. I forget what book that it was. It was Hamlet or something, something that like I'm reading this, but I'm not really getting it. And so I suggested that they get the audio book and listen while they read it. And still mm-hmm. doing that, still doing that for most things that they have to read for English class, doing both at the same time. Yeah, I've been doing that with my kids, too. Really helpful. Uh, Sylvia has one more shout out for What Fresh House. So let's go Come for on, it, Sylvia. Uh, I subscribe to a lot of podcasts. I used to listen to every episode of all of them, but now it's all What Fresh Hell since the pandemic. I find my interest level in certain things has changed. For example, I can't consume heavy or dark content anymore. Other podcasts I skim and see what the topic is. I often don't listen. For some reason, I feel jaded and critical of certain hosts, but with What Fresh Hell, I always listen regardless of the topic, and it always fills my parenting cup. Thanks, Sylvia. That's what we're trying to do. And I will say, Stacey Haynes talks about plan C and things that are not now. And this is something that I've had to work on with myself a little bit during the pandemic. Like, okay, this dark book about the Irish potato famine that I heard was really good. It's a not now. I'm not going to read that during a pandemic winter. Like, no. I yeah. And I think knowing what your not nows are and using the phrase not now as opposed to like, I failed. I'm only reading like horrible, you know, goofy mystery stories. It's fine. Fine. I'm reading. It's a win. Don't don't steal your wins. The TV show that's getting me through right now is Station Eleven on HBO Max. Really, really good show. Did you show. read the book? No, I did not read the book. Read the book first, people. It's so good. I just gave it to my husband for Christmas. He has to read it before I'll let him watch it. I'm like his mom. I'm enjoying it, but it's not for everyone because it's a, a, sort of a post-apocalyptic uh, story. Right, it starts with the pandemic. In. But it starts with an... Right. It, it's apocalyptic yeah. and then it's post-apocalyptic. So it's a, it was rather more... I'm watching it with my kids who are all teenagers. So it's not like it was inappropriate necessarily, but it was like, oh, everybody's about to die of this horrible thing. I thought I thought we were going to start after this part. No, we're starting in this part. Hmm. I might not have started it if I knew that. But I will say that... Uh, it is a great show and, and getting through that if your kids are older or this is like a date night show without the kids. It's um, it's a great show. Also a fantastic book if you're looking for a book to read. Station Eleven. Loved it. Um, Kim says, and I like this, I've been a little bit on this page. Decorations. I've been decorating our kitchen table. I switched it up for holidays or seasons. It's something just for me, and I enjoy looking at it. I, I I've been working with this idea of like I have a kitchen where all of my appliances are red. Everything in the kitchen is red. Like if you give me a yellow spoon, I'm throwing it away. I, everything in my kitchen is red, and my husband laughs at me and people goof on me, but I like to. All my appliances are red. It's a red kitchen. I bought a microwave. It doesn't really work well, but it's red. I want a red kitchen. If it's out, then then it, it should look like intentional. You're, it, it makes something. It makes something nice. Make it nice. Make it. We make it nice. <laughs> but I do. I like my red kitchen. I like my Christmas decorations. I like having my Christmas decorations down as well. Right now, I'm really enjoying like the clean where all the Christmas decorations used to be. But I think if something cheers you up, lean in at this point. I walked outside our apartment building right after uh, New Year's, like maybe like January 3rd or whatever that Monday was. And the superintendent of our apartment building was like winding the Christmas lights. We had these bushes Mm -hmm. outside and... They, they weren't like red and green. They didn't like say ho, ho, ho when you walked by. They just were white, pretty white lights. And he was taking them down. I was like, what are you doing? And he said, well, it's January. And I really thought like, if we couldn't, we have left those up this year. I needed those pretty lights. Amy, do I have something for you after the break? Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while 
still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. And now, an ode to the small things that are saving us right now. From the What Fresh Hell podcast, coffee. Dearest coffee, as I sit alone in the dark of morning, waiting for my child to come downstairs and yell at me because somehow it's my fault that he forgot to charge his laptop for school, I cradle you. You never yell, coffee. You're warm and silent and perfect. I love you. My heating pad. Everything's a mess and making literally any decision sends me into a spiral of panic and despair. But at least my butt cheeks are warm when I sit on you, heating pad. Your rule. Law and order reruns. In these turbulent times where everything seems up in the air, one thing is certain. I have already seen this episode of Law and Order seven times, and yet I will watch it again. And that will be wonderful. Exercise. Listen, exercise. I know you are the one for me. We belong together. You can tell I mean it because almost every day I put on exercise clothes, hoping that we will meet at some point during the day. I don't always remember you exercise, but I care. And I know that you are always there waiting for me in the corner in the form of a treadmill covered in wet towels. Rocking in place, shouting into the void, and ill-advised snacking. Hey guys, you might not be the best choices when things are bad, but some days, you are my choices. Thanks for always being there. This has been an ode to the small things that are saving us right now. From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Amy, you were saying Christmas lights and you are not alone. At least five people commented. Angela says, currently trying to figure out how to keep up Christmas lights. I hate taking them down. I need and want that pretty glow. Megan says, Christmas lights? Don't know what I'm going to do when we take them down. Emily says, right now it's Christmas lights. And Renee says... The white Christmas lights my neighbors still have up when it's dark and cold out. I'm so tired from the day of kids and work. Then I drive into our subdivision and see the white lights against the snow. And it's so beautiful and peaceful to me. These neighbors usually leave them up through January, but I've thought of leaving them a 20 and asking if they will keep them up through February this year. (laughs) Can we just, can, can like, can somebody make a statement? Can the CDC come out and say, we recommend everybody keep up their Christmas lights? Yeah, let's start here. Let's be part of the solution, guys. Leave your Christmas lights up. Yeah. 
We have a new system because we found this a while ago that we hated when the Christmas lights came down. It was still really dark. So we have lights that go over the doors of our garage. And then my husband spells out ho, ho, ho at the end. And he just unwrangles the ho, ho, ho. But the rest we just call winter lights. We're like, yes. leave up the winter lights, but take down the ho, ho, ho. Yes. I mean, the idea that there's sort of like some arbitrary expiration date for something so pretty and so simple is so silly, right? Yeah. And it's still really, really dark. Yes. So, I mean, the whole point of the lights is to chase the darkness. So, like, don't take them down. Yeah. Um, Amy, we have some Spelling Bee fans. We have some Wordle fans. Oh, my We're gosh. talking about online gaming. <laughs> Are you a Wordler? Not only am I not a Wordle fan, I mean, I probably love it, but I have never, I'm a big Twitter person. I have it off my phone. I still am sometimes looking at it on my desktop, but not using it on my phone. But Wordle is the word that made me figure out how to mute something on Twitter. Like I, I got through, I've gotten through the past five years of our political discourse, but the one word that I've I, muted I'm thinking of all the Wordle. words you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, Block, everything was Wordle fine with was me, but I, too I don't want to hear one more person on social media be like, I did Wordle today and here's a picture of something you won't understand. Um, you're dead to me. I love Wordle. I'm a Wordle. I might do Twitter it. I just want to hear person. about it. You've blocked me. <laughs> no, Wordle. And, and be careful. I'm going to tell you, there's a million fake Wordles out there. You have to go online google wordle and then it has a really strange link we'll link to it in the show notes because okay. we i don't want you like a lot of people falling like off for market fake wordle? wordles yeah off market wordles all right and the great thing about wordle is it's only once a day so it's not like it sucks you into the vortex you have one chance one puzzle you solve it or you don't it's fine and is it i guess as i was gonna say is it like a puzzle that you're like i can't stop thinking about it but it's more no it, it has it's beginning, just like middle, a little end. bite of it's like a starburst it's like a little okay. bite of fun all right yeah, couldn't recommend it more. Um, Kylie says she's baking, baking Saturdays. We try to bake something sweet every Saturday to last throughout the week. Wow. It's got a lot of the things we like. It's got good smells. It's got something to look forward to. And then it's the gift that keeps on giving. You've got something nice to eat. I'm like a Christmas cookie, like cuckoo, like flurry baker of Christmas activity. And then I don't do it the whole rest of the year. And I don't know why that is. Uh, my problem is that I have no self-control. So we got right, really into our, everyone else was doing bread. Our recipe of the pandemic was chocolate chip scones. Kind of a weird thing. But I used to, there was a bakery in LA that was near my house, but it was only near my house. It was only like, if, if you've ever lived in LA, like you don't go anywhere, you don't have to go. It's a lot of traffic. So if I had to drive west for any reason, which I rarely had to do for my house, I would pass this French bakery that made the most amazing chocolate chip scones. So it wasn't the kind of thing I would never drive there independently. But if I had to drive west, I'd be like, bummer, I have to drive west. But the good news is I'm going to get a chocolate chip scone. And so ever since I moved back from L.A., I get a craving for them. And I was like, they can't be that hard to make. And indeed, they are fairly hard to make. They're not hard to make, but they're hard to make them come out. They're hard really to make good. delicious. Right. The funny thing about scones is I used to get those like if you went to a Starbucks or something, I'd get a scone. I wouldn't get the blueberry muffin. I'd get the scone because it was just that little bit like more crumbly and less delicious that I thought I was being. I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was they're denying no myself. They're no. definitely once the calorie counts went up in Starbucks. Like to my you were like, horror. Wow, I've been punishing the myself. The chocolate chip scone has like 650 calories. Yeah, it's like you're good for the day. Now you've hit on my problem with baking. Like I, we would make chocolate chip scones. I would say 40% of the time they came out terrible, but the 60% of the time they came out well, we would, I would eat like six scones. I mean, my problem is I, I don't do the thing of like, let me bake something yummy and then savor it all week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a tummy about this. I'm like a goldfish. All yeah. week. I'm like, those All scones hour. came out good. I guess I'll eat until I <laughs> am dying and crying and cursing the word scone to the heavens. That's the only way I can function. Christy um, says her new sheets are bringing her joy. They're off the charts. Amazing. And everybody needs to have them. We got them for Christmas and they bring me so much joy. It's ridiculous. I like a good pair of, sh uh, of sheets, a set of sheets, I should say. I... Recently, on a room of our own, I was talking about, uh, I recently got a set of sheets that is only for me. It's a specific, uh, I mean, it's for my husband too, but I mean, <laughs> I guess he I don't just make too. half the bed. But I just mean like, I was so tired of having like a dotted, you know, fitted sheet and then like a Marvel top sheet because that's all I could find. And the unmatched bed, it was bothering me. So I just got one set of sheets 
And then I don't even really rotate them. I just take them off. I wash them and I put them back on. Um, Target has this brand, Casaluna, I think it's called, of, of like soft linen sheets that I love. They're not that expensive. And mm. they... They make you happy to get under the covers, right? And that's that's what I need right now. I need sheets that make me excited when it's bedtime because I'm going to be cozy. I like fancy sheets, but here's a little known fact about me, Amy. I don't interact with sheets. I sleep on top of the bed with a comforter. That's the only way I'm comfortable. You sleep on top of the bed. So you sleep on top of the of the like bedspread with a comforter on top of you? Correct. I don't like sheets. I don't like the sensation of them. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you put them strange. on your bed. I mean, you have to have sheets on the bed, otherwise you're an animal. You could just like, have yes. a fitted sheet, which I also don't agree with, but you could just go halfway, I guess. No, I mean, I don't agree. It should, And then my husband likes sheets, so, okay, so my side is... of the bed, but I'm on top of the com- I'm on top of the quilt. So it's fitted sheet, sheet, quilt, comforter, right? Comforter with, like a, with a duvet cover over it? Correct. Okay. Of course. I sleep on top of the quilt, but he's under the quilt and under the sheets. We're like in two different beds, basically. <clears throat> so you got a special set of sheets that are just for you, except he's the only one actually unveiling. Correct. I don't care what the sheets for. All I know, the sheets could be made of burlap. I don't care. I don't interact with the sheets, but, but I match. like them to look nice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It calms me if they match. Okay. Uh, yeah. I have I a, uh, we were talking about something that I have about food or something else. And, um, my a friend of the family we were having drinks with in the before times patted my husband David on the shoulder and it's like it's a lot with her huh it's a lot with her <laughs> it's always it's a thing and a thing <laughs> I got a lot going on I got a lot of theories about food and sheets and pens like I have a lot it's a lot with me um Tiana speaking of a place of our own says I moved a small table into my bedroom to see if I like having a desk in there instead of using the family desk in our family room with the computer I wanted my own space where I could close a door and work study without the kids bugging me so I guess spending time in my own room more getting things done and hanging out with my husband has just been such a good idea I'm sad I didn't think of it two years ago please listen to our episode called a room of our own uh-huh. because it's all about this. We have, we really learned this lesson and it was such a good one. Like take your space, own your space and don't let your space become as mine did. Like, oh, it's next to the hot tub. Therefore, like I have wet towels on my work and that's fine. Like I moved my space into my bedroom and now nobody bothers me in here. And all of us after the pandemic, I think can identify with that your your need for dedicated space and quiet and can't be disturbed had to come um, after your spouse and each of your children who Zoom school from home. Like you're stuck at one corner of the kitchen table because everybody else has to have a, a room with a door that closes and, you know, whatever, whatever it is that each of us, Margaret and I found ourselves in that situation. And after doing this episode, claimed a little bit more space for ourselves and it helps. It really helps. Yeah. And I also have claimed it in terms of like a lot of family meetings where I just keep saying, hey, I'm not the maid. I, I, it is not acceptable for you to walk in and drop a coat on the floor and then everything you touch and use. And I've been really enforcing that in the new year and we'll see how well it lasts. Like it's not a solution, but I've been really, especially as my kids get older, underscoring to them that like we all share this space and you coming in and just <laughs> defiling this space with your wrappers and your drink glasses and your clothes everywhere. It's really not okay. Uh, it's unacceptable to me and you must stop. And how do they react? I'm just curious in the family meeting. Um, they're like, I know, I know, mm-hmm. I know. And I finally in the family meeting this week said to my one of, one of ki- kids, I'm really tired of like you saying, I'm sorry every time you do this. You're not sorry. I'm going to help you work on it. And it's we've talked about it. It's scaffolding and it's saying like, I am a whirling dervish myself. Listen, if you saw my bathroom right now, you'd be like, who are you talking to anybody else about not leaving stuff everywhere? But I now when he leaves the kitchen every time I say, go back in and make sure it looks like you haven't been in there. And like we're working on it and we're kind of, again, based on advice we've gotten, I'm trying to like recruit them onto the team of like, let's make this space we live in a little bit more pleasant. And like they're not like, yes, mother dearest, I would love to help. But I think by reinforcing it a lot and really putting in in their way that like you can't do this, it's getting a little bit better. It's not perfect, Amy, but it's getting a little bit better. I do like this idea about the family meeting. And we've talked about it in a a couple of recent episodes, um, including with Megan Leahy, that having the family meeting 
once a week where you sort of say, hey, this is the problem. And what do you guys think we should do about it? And letting your kids brainstorm about the solution. Maybe we need a, a, a bin for shoes right where we walk in, whatever it is, is better than you yelling about it in the moment where it's just easier to tune you out. I think it sometimes sounds a little tweet tweet, like let's all approach the project together. And my, my, But it actually works. Listen, it's the only thing that works. It's it's the, the, the thing about this whole plan B and this sort of collaborative problem solving is that you you think you know what the answer is for the example of like, why does your kid always have dishes in their room, right? And and they're doing it to drive you nuts and they're doing it because they have no respect for you and they're doing it for, right? You, you have your story ready. And then when you really ask them, well, how do you think we should fix this? They'll, they have something, they'll have something to say, or they'll at least bring to your attention. Like I only have 18 minutes for lunch on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They'll, they'll, they will contribute an answer that's more useful than you walking in knowing what the answer is. What do you think? Agree. Of Amy, I want to finish with Kristen. This was a really different take on this that I, it, it, touched me and I wanted to finish with it. Kristen says, deciding not to rush and take time to really see people and interact while out in the world, even if that's not happening often, helping an older person reach things uh, in the grocery store, asking the cashier how their day is going, smiling and waving at strangers, expressing larger gratitude to those that let me buy or give me the right of way in grocery stores or parking lots. My husband is in Beijing for two months for the Olympics, and I'm having a lot of anxiety about that and the kids back at school. Expressing increased intentional kindness and gratitude has been helping me. And I think it's a very, it's a small, but it's a nice kind of shift of mind. Like maybe being kinder to others will help me feel better throughout the day. I love this. This is, this is really kind of blowing me away. I'm sitting here thinking about this because definitely I, I, I think I feel in this moment like, oh, nothing's going right. Let me just put my hood up and sort of protect myself from this prickly world instead of trying to, you know, trying to change it a little bit. Uh, That's exactly what struck me about it. And I think also I find that the other version of this for me is like leaning in a little bit with my kids. Like I'm tending to pick them up and being like, because they've had a hard day and things at school are really hard and fraud. And then, you know, my kids and then my my God knows my husband walks in and I'm like, what does this dude want? You know, it's like everybody (laughs) I'm approaching everybody with this like kind of golemish, you know, uh, not niceness and the idea that like taking the time to like take a minute and take a deep breath before my kids get into the car and be like, Oh my God, it's great to see you. Give me a high five. How's it going? Let's, you know, what sounds really good for dinner and just trying to change my own energy. And this is very tweet tweet, but like trying to change my own Making the world I want by creating it in small moments seems to me like advice that never fails. That's, I guess, what I would say. Yeah, it's well said. Hard, hard to do, but worth trying. We uh, crowdsource this episode, like we always do, from our Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com slash group slash whatfreshhellcast. 5,000 strong. It's such a great community. Please join us if you're not already there. We would love to see you there and keep up the small things, people. Yeah. And hopefully that's how we're going to get through this thing. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.